Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast Hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast players. We hope you enjoy the episode. I always get nervous when I say this. But I feel like we've got a lot to talk about today. We have got a lot. It's one of them car news episodes. It's a big, things. well, it's a sort of, yeah, it's a car-y episode. Last yeah. week, last week, we trialled a new format, Car Park Chat. How did that go? I actually, th- I really enjoyed it. How Me did you too. think it went? I, 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 I really enjoyed it as well. And feedback was actually surprisingly positive. <laughs> we're always quite nervous when we get Paul involved with anything. Um, so we're like, oh, this might be a disaster. But we had a great time, and it seems like lots of you really enjoyed that slightly more relaxed, off-the-cuff style episode. We didn't necessarily talk about cars all the time. We talked about Tom Cruise for a good chunk of, chunk of time. So, um, yeah, that will that will be back. Uh, Car Park Chats again, hopefully, uh, later this month. As we mentioned, it's hopefully going to be a monthly feature, depending on all of our diaries and schedules. Uh, but, yeah, this week we are back to just Tony and I and back to proper back to the A-team. car chat. Back to the A-team. Mm. Should we? work on a new theme tune or like, the front yeah like front. tony and sam no no, no paul no 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 okay no, no. okay we'll just keep it to what it is uh, <laughs> anyway so yeah let, let, let's just dive into it because i say lots of things that i want to get through um i'm going to ask you what you've been up to recently in a second but firstly can we just touch on 911 dakar because obviously my video went out on the main channel at the weekend we drove it yeah uh we did record an episode post me driving it but we just didn't talk about it so has your mind about that car changed at all now that you've seen the reviews or heard people talking about not driving one, it not not one bit and i've not, not really i've not even really seen the review i'm li- i'm not interested in that really car. not not one iota mate and you know what i don't blame you i i will come out and say straight away i mean it's not a car for you but also it's such a niche thing like i of course i loved it and a lot of people in the comments on the YouTube video were going, oh, it's the perfect car, firstly, for the UK with all the potholes, but also for like major cities around the world that have bad road infrastructure. I was banging on about, oh, you want to take this to the desert or to the mountains or because it, it is genuinely that capable. Did you know, for example, its breakover angle, as in as it goes over a crest, is as good as a Cayenne? Is it? Yeah. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's not a really big bar to set, though. I mean, if you'd have said to me it's as good as a Range Rover, I would have gone, wow. No, but oh. K- a K is just a car, mate. I mean, it's not a car. That's an SUV. It's just a jacked-up car. So it's basically a jacked-up Audi A6. Okay, I mean, fine, fair enough. But it is Porsche's SUV. It's Porsche's most 
theoretically off-road capable and it's a sports yeah, uh, a sports sport. utility vehicle yeah but no but that's a 911 that's a sports car yeah I, essentially it is impressive it's not just a i kind of thought when we saw it in la together i was like it's a bit of a parts bin it's probably just like oh yeah it can go like i think a, i actually a, said that yeah a bit of a sandy road <laughs> like yeah like, a parts bin it's a bar, but but it is as i say 10 years of R&D, I didn't realise they actually started the project for the 991 generation. They just couldn't get it approved by the board. Push, push, push. So lots and lots of R&D. <laughs> so far more capable than you would realise. Could go a lot further. But let's face it, firstly, I'm one of the very few people that would actually take it anywhere. There's like a handful of people that would take a £200,000 sports car into the hardcore off-roading situations. Yeah. But also... Um, so, so on the road, <laughs> it's a comfier ride. It's definitely not uh, holding you back. Right. But the point being, like, why wouldn't you have the better riding 911 on the road? You, Has it got air suspension? It's not got air suspension. It, it uses the same lift system as the front lift on a 911. They've just put it at the rear as well. Oh, my God. Does it really? Yeah. So so, it so it's like, oh my god! But that's really uncomfortable on the road. No, it's no, no, no. It's the, not bouncy. N- not at all. The right. ride feels nearly identical to a GTS, right. just with a little bit more play, like a just enough to make it feel bearable. Right. You, you would be surprised by how good it felt on the road, but n- so, I until conv- you get to a corner. Yeah, no, 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 not a corner. But I'm convinced if you were driving in anger. Firstly, you'd feel it. But secondly, if you were surrounded by an actual GTS or... What's a GTS rival, by the way? What's a 911 GTS rival? <sighs> Hard one, that, isn't it? Um, AMG GT? CS? C? GTS? The Vantage, I suppose. Vantage, yeah. So I, 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 think you'd, I think you'd lose them pretty quick. But it's, it's way more capable than you would think, both on-road and off-road. But unless you are literally rock climbing, sand surfing in three foot of snow year round just get a gts right do you know what i mean like just and i, and I said that in the video and i will say it again today right. like pointless unless you are so using i was right again i don't think i ever disagreed though stupid car not stupid car aren't you happy they've at least i'm i'm glad I'm they've made it because they've got proper 911 rally heritage porsche yeah good so like celebrate it make it yeah. i don't buy porsches for their rally heritage i buy them for their for their racing heritage the le mans and yeah, and but the, I think the rally the GT3 for me, I love the rally heritage. The nine five nine Dakar, that was a cool car. Not interested. Mm. Never really, ever, ever really been interested in Porsches because I don't think I know they do it, but I don't think it's what they stand for. I think Porsche Motorsport to me is Le Mans and um, even the road rally stuff, GT. Rally Monte Carlo or the uh, Targa Florio, all I, that kind of stuff. I, I always associate that stuff with Subarus and Mitsubishi's. Oh no, you're talking about proper off road like. So I, I mean, like like Mila Emilia. No, I don't. No, I don't really associate. Don't associate. No, fair enough. at all. Well, anyway, it was a it was a super cool experience. Car that I loved. Uh, would I have one if I was a big collector? A million percent. Would I replace the GT three for one? Definitely not. Would I have one over a Turbo S? No. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like like I would have one if I had loads of money, but it's so niche that I don't have enough money to have a car that niche. Fair. Speaking of niche. I'm not going to say too much because I got a video coming out on Sunday. Oh, I never like to ruin my Sunday videos. Oh, you're going to tease the audience. Yeah, I did drive 
the Ineos Grenadier this ah. week. Ah. Mm. Uh, all the reviews just went out today. So if you're watching live oh. over on Recast, um, I haven't broken the embargo. Because <laughs> luckily we're recording this on the day that the embargo is lifted. So um, yeah, lots of Ineos Grenadier uh, reviews are out. Um, I spent a whole day and a ton of miles behind the wheel. I did 250 miles behind the wheel at that Did car. you? Yeah. Where'd you go? Everywhere. I was determined to do a lot of miles in it. What, Calais? Yeah. <laughs> Not Calais. Uh, just all over. I went mm. I went across the country, basically. Um, tell me tell me what you think about that vehicle. Because we've spoken it oh, quite a sure? bit. Oh, you sure? You want yeah. me to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Been, we've it? spoken about it quite a bit on this podcast. But go on. What, what do you think? Cause I don't oh, I think it's a piece of shit. Oh, you're strong. Do you want to edit that out? Maybe. <laughs> Tell me why. Well, I, 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 first of all, uh, can we talk about price? I think it's important that we do. Right. Is it not 70 grand-ish? The top spec version is 69 grand plus options. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you're not going to want to add... Oh, actually, that's a lie. You are going to want to add stuff. So it's 69 for pretty well equipped. But if you want the really fancy stuff, like big winches and... But, you know, you're going to be a bit over that. You're going to be 75. But the non-really special spec, which is the one you want, uh, is 58 plus lots of options. The, 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 prob- the problem with that car is... You know what I'm going to say, because I spoke to you about it before, is the Defender. I mean, it just will be a better car, the Defender. A hundred percent. So, as I say, without, re- money. without revealing too much of what I said in the video, because I want you all to go and watch it, um, I would agree with your proclamation, but I would say that the Grenadier is actually positioned way more differently. It's like comparing, similarly priced... An Alpine A110 with a Supra or something a bit more practical. So it's niche. It's super niche. Right, so they're not going to sell a lot of them then. Hence the segue. I I can't believe they will, but how many old defenders do you still see on the road? Well, and actually, I didn't I didn't show this screenshot last week, but um I I was offered Two defenders. Old shape or new shape? I was offered two... Let me finish. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I got excited. Uh, I was offered two defenders last week. Okay. One 2015 XS old shape. Yeah. Um, 110. Okay. And a new shape, 110 as well. Both around 20,000 miles-ish. Okay. The old shape was more than the new shape yep. car. Yeah, uh, uh, the new shape car had steely wheels, and sure, sure. it wasn't a high spec car, but but it wasn't like it was a HSE or it was a it was an S. But if you look at the old Defender, an XS is basically an S of the the new car. I mean, it's got nothing in it. It's a disaster manual gearbox. It's just terrible. It was more money yep. than the new car. This is the crazy thing. Stupid. I mean, if the, go on. The old Defender is. Literally one of the worst driving cars ever. If today you wanted a vehicle that could do what a Defender, old Defender did, as in be fairly niche for going around farms and around the estate and living that country life, your only option in terms of new is Grenadier because or, everything else has moved forward. Or or Defender or Discovery. No, because that's what I mean. Defender is now 
a whole different thing. It's a road car. It's a plush, lovely, tech-filled, supermarket and school-run savvy SUV. And that does, happens to be very capable off-road. But it does everything the old car did off-road. Uh, yes. Y- yes. It absolutely but, does, because I've seen the two comparison videos. For sure. But it is also still... Um, what's it called? Uh, it's still held back. Like, it's not a pure off-roading machine. You mean because it hasn't got a lever where it goes clonk when you engage the rear diffs? Not necessarily It's got that. a nice button. But because of a number of different things that... Anyway, let's not get into it. Well, because I'm, I'm going to win this argument. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Just, just bear with me, because just listen to the argument I'm trying to make. I'm not, I am. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you, but, yeah, Grenadier is, is the... RS product, it is the it is the focused on one specific thing. Right. So therefore, it's going to market itself to customers who only want it for that. Because if you are a farmer or a, a state, or people who've owned old Defender, new Defender is, as I say, too plush, too tech-filled, too many things that can go wrong with it, screens and all those bits and bobs we know, too flawed in terms of load space, that rear load space, Climbing in and out of the back. Lots of the functionality of new Defender is not as good as old Defender. Fair. The problem is, mate, and I take on board what you're saying, the world has moved on and the world likes one thing to do everything. And that's exactly what the new Defender does and the old Defender didn't. So it was opened up to a completely new market and that's the problem the Grenadier is going to have. It, it's a new car that was made for 10 years ago, 20 years ago, sorry. A very interesting statement. Um, The right statement as well. I think the only thing which I would love to understand from Ineos is who or what is their target market and what are their goals? Because if they're saying we are going to sell 100,000 cars a year or whatever, (laughs) but if they are, their whole ethos, their whole spiel that they give yeah. is that this was a car with a or vehicle with a sole focus. Fair. It had to hit three criteria, be durable, look good, that's always debatable with any car, yeah. um, and be the ultimate off-roader. Fair. And and based on other people's reviews that have gone live today, they have hit that out of the park. Brilliant. But of course, that means that they open themselves up to... Uh, criticism in other areas if you're going to literally just focus on that one area um, and as you say it's going to make the product niche so yeah my video goes live on on Sunday really enjoyed making it I had a, I had a really good time and, and that shares a few more of my thoughts um, be great to know if any of you've got Grenadiers coming what your thoughts are now that the reviews are out um, one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into our cars that we're looking forward to this year uh, X5 and X6 facelifts just got unveiled oh unveiled. again yeah LCI what do they call it like life cycle Investment or investment? Yeah, what is yeah. it? Life. Yeah, yeah. Life, it's, a, it's a it's a, a, a li- light too. facelift, basically. Yeah, yeah. Light yeah, yeah. New headlights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Literally. But, um, X Five is very popular for the middle class family, right? That's uh, a good go. I mean, I see them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, well, depending on where you live, but yeah. You, I live in central London, too. <laughs> well, you'll see Range Rovers then. <laughs> but in, in, yeah, depending on where you live in the country, certain areas of the country buy different cars. So sometimes you'll see a glut of X5s and Q7s. Sometimes you see a glut of KNs. 
it's mostly most affluent middle class areas you'll see a glut of Range Rovers which is normally what happens um, the, the thing is what happened with the I can speak from experience here as well what happened with the, the current X5 and the current Range Rover Sport because the Range Rover product breaks a lot and has reliability issues in general the X5 is really pretty good and actually drives down the road or did drive down the road easily as nice as a Range Rover Sport, essentially. And the the mums of Chelsea and all these affluent areas, they're never going to go off-road, so they don't need an off-road car. So the X5 was actually a really, really good, reliable alternative. So there was lots of customers that come out of Range Rovers and did go into X5s because it was a really, really, really lovely car to drive down the road. Nice and solid. It's just a really yeah. beautiful car, mate. Yeah. My X3? Yeah, they just do the job. Just do the job. Yeah, I, I have to say that I've never found the X5 that good looking or that attractive. It's always felt a bit boring to me. I, is it embarrassing? Well, it's just a bigger, bigger, bigger car than what you own, mate. I mean, it's literally the same, but just bigger. It's just uglier. But is it bad to admit that I quite like the new X7? It's not. It's not. It's a brutish looking car. Yeah, I mean that. That's a proper Range Rover. V- rival in terms oh, of... Oh, it's huge. Yeah, in terms it's, of space. You know, I do like the way it looks. I also am coming around to that XM thing. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know what's you happened are. to me. What? I, I like... knew something like this was going to come at some point. Because you itching. He's itching, ladies and gentlemen, to go and spend some more money and buy a new car. He cannot wait. It's an addiction. He's already spent... It's an addiction. ...hundreds of thousands of quid on a GT3... And now, because he's got that bug, because actually that's one of the first new cars you've ever bought, right? Mm-hmm. A, yeah. So that's a bug. I mean, it's a problem for you now. Now you're looking for the next fix, and how can I swap my garage, and how can I do this? And the latest thing, is which you just told me, is an X7. I mean, go and do it, because you'll never buy a new car again if you go and do it. No, I wouldn't buy it. Because buy you'd new. have to live in it, because that's how much money you yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, no. I won't. <laughs> 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 I I am definitely my my garage is staying put for <laughs> at least twelve months. Or at least that's what my wife tells me. But, um, uh, anyway, let's let's move on to the main topic of today, uh, which may lead into some spin-off topics, I suppose. Um, but we're going to use an article over on Top Gear, TopGear.com, oh. which was Top Gear's top twenty-three cars of twenty twenty-three, done by Ollie Q. While we're on the subject of Top Gear, actually. We never actually mentioned this, but Freddie Flintoff had an accident, right? Is he all right? Well, we don't know. I mean, we I, hope he, I hope he's all right, but we haven't. Let's we haven't. He had a. I don't know. He was hospitalised, and they um, froze filming. So, but no one. I don't think unless it's come out. Freddie Flintoff. Top Gear is suspended right. after Freddie Flintoff's horror crash. Yeah, he had a crash. Has yeah. anyone heard how Freddie Flintoff is doing? I hope Freddie's okay. Yeah, I hope he's all right. You're right, actually. Uh, Paddy McGuinness gives health update on Top Gear co-star Freddie Flintoff. More below. Uh, here we go. Here's an article. Let's have a quick look. Um, Paddy McGuinness has shared an update. Freddie was injured in an instant at the Top Gear track. That's the BBC spokesperson. Don't really say a lot. He's okay. I'm not too sure what happened, but he's lucky to be alive. It was a pretty nasty crash. It is shocking. We are all shocked, but just hope he's going to be okay. Now Flintoff's co-presenter, Paddy, has spoken about the accident. He's so many. He's had so many well wishes and positivity for the big lad the last few days. Freddie is loved and will be up and 
atom before you know it. The three of us are back this Sunday with new Top Gear. Oh, yeah, there's like no update. Yeah, weird. Anyway. Super weird. Yeah. But um, yeah, hopefully he's all right. Have you been watching a lot of the most recent? No, yeah. not 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 really. I've lost track a little bit as well. Yeah, um, not really. I don't really watch a lot of TV, you know. I don't watch a lot of TV either. Uh, just don't have time with kids. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's the problem with TV in general, not just Top Gear. I I, I think obviously because of digital platforms now, streaming. It's too. It's almost like Top Gear in nine months behind. Watching YouTube. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So we're going to use this article to chat about at least what they're the cars that they're uh, most hyped or excited about. Um, I say this could spin off into some other things as well. They've actually put a number one the nine eleven Dakar, <laughs> which you know, fair play. It's a car. Uh, yeah. It is a like you know car for two people. There we go. Uh, number two <laughs> is the Lamborghini can. Sterato. That is worse, mate. I actually, I genuinely think that's worse. And I think yeah. they're beginning to know it and don't care. Of course they don't. They don't care about anything. No, like I, I, the Sterato is like, I mean, they've literally stuck some fog lights onto a hurricane and said it's an off-roader. But I would say that is way cooler than the Porsche. I know you've said that for a while, but I yeah. disagree. I think that's way stupider. I yeah. think that's the stupidest but, but, thing to ever exist. But because it's so stupid, it's almost cool because it's no, a it's little not, bit... you can't go anywhere in it. You can't... Well, you can drive do down it. the road in it, mate. No, yeah, no, but the Dakar you could take to a really cool location and be like, wow, that's cool. There's a 911 there. That's pretty impressive. That Serato, literally, you'd get stuck going up the gravel driveway to Salon Privé. But isn't that Lamborghini, mate? I mean, you, you know, you can vouch for this on this STO thing. They make a, 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 a track going race car for the road that's got no boot space and you can't take it on any track because it's too loud yeah awful road car awful track car yeah yeah literally but but yeah. it's cool because it's it's, brilliant. A lamb. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant for that reason yeah, and you yeah. actually said that by the way i did i did no no no. fair enough i just the serato i'm like Whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I, want to, I want to drive it i've asked them to borrow one so have you really yeah yeah one million percent but it's not coming through for a while no but, um, you keep slagging it off yeah <laughs> I want to take it to like Morocco somewhere and just get stuck in a gym. Um, yeah. And actually, on the subject of Lamborghini, there's a lot going on with Lambo at the minute. Firstly, I'm actually borrowing a Lambo next week. For, well, we'll stay tuned on that. Um, oh, hold on. Well, because obviously, we spoke about it with Paul, replacement event store coming at some point. People Imminent. are saying, literally, yeah. days away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they released these stupid bloody... Yeah, what is all that the about? V12. What even are they? I need to Google it because I sort of didn't really think we were going to be one talking of, about it but Paul posted one of them and actually one of them looked really good final V12 Lamborghinis handful of them the Invincible and the Authentica yeah so what the last V12 cars produced equipped with a 6.5 litre engine yeah so I mean yeah I guess they look cool yeah I think they look really good so the thing which is annoying, the piece that I'm doing next week is with the Aventador Ultimae. And that was going to be my whole sending off. The last, last. Yeah, one of the great engines. And <laughs> the Lamborghini. <laughs> remember that? While we're on Top Gear subject, this is going to segue beautifully. Oh, well done, mate. So while we're on the top, do you remember that? The the uh, Pagani thing they always kept doing with the... With the um, oh, yeah, the, the last, last, the final. There you go. This Same is the thing. last <laughs> one. The last Lambo. So these two, based on the Aventador, the Invincible and the Authentica, translated into the invincible and authentic, I could have guessed that actually, will be limited to just one example each, providing a special send-off. They look like a sort of Cyan, Reventon, Venino 
something. I mean, Paul Puntash. will be all over the. What is only going to make two cars? Two cars, mate. Two cars. Oh, you know what that is? That that is literally they've got two special Aventador customers. chassis and engines uh. left, and they think, <laughs> "What are we going to do with these?" Oh no, let's make two cars. <laughs> yeah, I thought they had two customers who like called them up and said, "We just love that V12." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I got Aventador Ultima next week, which I think you know. I've always had a bit of a love-hate relationship with Aventador. And whilst I was in Perth last year visiting the Lee Collection, I actually drove an Aventador Mura edition, bogs like unmolested Gen 1 Aventador. And I was like, crap. <laughs> no, I was like, you know what? There's something kind of great about this. <laughs> I was like, there's something kind of like, you know, this is poster car of our generation. It's a, it's a beast of a car. Yes, it's poo, but it's great that it is poo. And Aventador Automize is supposedly the send-off to that car. So I wanted to just, you know, give it one last chance, one last hurrah, and and say goodbye to a car that I think when we are 80, we will look back with rose-tinted glasses at the Aventador. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, so coming down Top Gear's list. Now, look, they've listed the Range Rover Sports SV. So I was actually at a Range Rover event yesterday. They were unveiling a new... So SV is changing a little bit, I think, within Range Rover or, or JLR. This was a special limited edition Range Rover they launched yesterday called the Lansdowne Edition. Right. All tied into the Mayfair dealership, the Stratstone Mayfair dealership. Okay. So 16 cars, £250,000. Oh, no. And it's essentially super luxury bespoke car. You know, bespoke paint, bespoke options, top finest qualities, top stitching, Unique tech elements, like you know, like the best, the best. Like, and they're only making 16, 16 all pre, pre sold, yeah, yeah, because they only find 16 people, well, I'm sure. But it's, it's, and yeah, a new avenue for SV, this super bespoke luxury avenue, which I'm all here for. Um, so they're suggesting range, uh, Top Gear that for the new Range of Sport SV, not SVR, it's gonna actually not have the big shouty V8, it's gonna have the twin turbo 4.4 liter V8. Um, the BMW shared one, basically. Well, yeah, because it, even the SVR won't be shouty, won't be like the old cars, it's an M5 engine. Yeah. Which so is really quiet. Really quiet, but it'll be a different vibe and a different identity to that car, but... Be really fast. Really fast. Yeah. And I think quite <laughs> because I love that new range of a sport when I yeah, drove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hybrid one was amazing. I've started to see them all on the road. Have you seen a few drifting around? Yeah, yeah, I have, actually. I think yeah. it was good, actually. You want to see the car? I like, like oh. the big one, mate. I, I really... like the big one. I really... Uh, there's a... But quite a lot of big ones around where I live, and they are lovely on the road. A lot of money, though. Do you think? Are they? Are they not? I mean, they're nearly a hundred grand. Fair, yeah. Because for, for, for a sport, for a sport, yeah. There's there's probably only what twenty or thirty grand difference between them now on the used market. Uh, if you buy if you buy them list, there ain't there ain't that much difference between them. List. Really, not list list. No. Oh, get the big one then, right? Yes. But with the the big one's going to lose a ton of money though, no? Or they both are, do you think? What, are you joking? I'm asking I mean, a question, Tony. Grand, of course it'll lose money. But what, okay, so basically, Bonkers I'm asking money. You, if I go and buy a big Range Rover for 135 grand tomorrow, mm. it's still going to lose a ton of cash, Of right? course, look yeah. at the old ones. Yeah. Might not today, because they're still catching up, but in a couple of years when everyone's got one, and this is what happens with Land Rovers, just look at previous models, mate. They always do it. Are they more reliable? But uh, I we mean, don't know. Have you heard stories? No, you no, getting... no, no. They, they, they break. They're still, but the new ones still break. Yeah, electrical problems. Yeah. Oh god. Well, yeah. Range Rover Sport SV or SVR, whatever. I am definitely excited about. I think that would be super, super cool. Um, a very desirable product. So yeah, what well on top? Get a good shout. I don't. I'd have one of a as a 
car to run around in one of them though. Uh, not, an not, SV Sport? Not, no, 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 no. Just a diesel one. Three, 350 HSE diesel. Perfect. Good enough for me. Be 85, 90 grand. Probably be about 90 grand, I think. Black pack, that's perfect. Yeah, to be fair, I see what you're saying. Uh, for me, the the you could have the 440 hybrid, not the 510. So the the, the yeah. baby hybrid, I think, absolutely perfect. winning. Like yeah. like that's that is a sweet sweet car. Yeah, super comfortable. And yeah, if you're then if you're saving 30 or 40 grand over a big range, it makes sense. But you're right, that big range over. I just still don't quite love those rear tail lights. I fair. don't know why. It just, it just hits me a bit weird. Uh, next up, Alpine A110R. So I'm hearing good and bad things about this little thing. Uh, it's supposed to be the sort of track-focused, I guess, variant of the A110. Um, I'm not sure if it's the lightest ever. I know who it is. It has lost 34 kilos, so it is light. And gained downforce. So it's the GT3 RS of the A110. <laughs> but, but, it's the variant. It's, it's not, I'm, saying it's, I'm not saying it's a GT3 RS rival. I'd say that's more GT4. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's a rival. I'm just yeah. saying it's the same ideology. Yeah. So it's the track focused, add aero, strip a bit away. Yeah, I, I, I'd say the normal one would be an S, or yeah, not a GT. It would be an S, and I would say that would be the GT4 Fine. version. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, yeah, it's that ideology. But I just, I just struggle to get excited about Al- Alpine A110. I did love it when I first drove it, but I've really just weirdly gone off it. Yeah. Same as what you'll say about the Amira in a couple of years' time. Same lies, thing. lies, lies. Oh, I, this is a good car. This is will be a very good car. This one next up on the list is the new Mercedes C63. Yeah, that'd be a great car. That will. Well, obviously, we spoke about it before at all the launch events, the initial first drives last year. All the journalists and some social media people quite rude about it. Well, because of the noise, not just because the noise, heavy. They all said it's very heavy on its toes. So is the new M3. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so is an the, RS4. The engine is uncharacter, uncharacterful, lacking character. There we go. Yeah. So it has moved away from previous AMG <sighs> identity. So quiet, uncharacterful, unengaging engine yeah. in a heavy car. Yeah. You're excited about it and you did the same thing with the M3. Oh, it would be brilliant, really brilliant. But initial reactions and impressions are that maybe it's not. Well, hold on a minute. I said the M3 would be brilliant, be brilliant, and it is brilliant. It's just a bit heavy. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But it was brilliant. And the, 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 the problem is people are still harping about the v8 well actually i've got um one of them filtered v8 cars in at the moment mm-hmm. so i've got a c63s in stock at the moment so one of the filter cars a 69 plate car coupe coupe yeah. it's quiet mate very quiet they're they're, they're, they're a very blunt in- instrument and they're not a driver's car they're not like an m car they're they're very blunt anyway they're not really they're not a proper driver's car they're just a bit of a you know turn the traction control off they're a bit of a bit of a hoon they're a bit of a laugh you know they've become a little bit more focused than than the than the previous old 6.1 or 6.2 engine whatever it was but but this is this is basically the 992 of mercedes what they've done is they've built a perfect car i haven't driven it yet but i i bet when i drive that car that will be perfect for everyone that will fit everyone because that's exactly what bmw done with the m3 yeah and that's the rival I, I'm I'm definitely not disagreeing with you, and I think look, the world has moved on. The the times the of problem. big hunking great V8s, it's, it's never going to be. No, I would disagree or fight you slightly on terms of the. It's not just the sound. Uh, an engine can be characterful in the way that it delivers power, in uh, the 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 driving characteristics. Like you know, the, it doesn't just have to be noise because no new car sounds really that good apart from my GT3, uh, which we've discussed as a bit synthetic internally. But anyway, you um, stand outside, you can't hear it. Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> and it is, it's louder than you think outside, but it's not as loud as previous generations. Yeah. But inside, it sounds great, which is all that matters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this I I don't know. Like I'm not that excited by this C63. I was by the previous generation, but maybe because I'm just not. I've sort of the Mercs that excite me at the moment. Weirdly, are the electric stuff and the super high end luxury bits. The the AMG stuff I've just moved away from slightly because I feel like AMG are having a bit of an not an identity crisis at all, but an identity shift as they've changed from the big, Larry, shouty V8 into this new era, and even with the GT Black series. It's just a bit of a transition in terms of their identity. Yeah, they're going to get a new customer. So uh, yeah, they'll have, sh- yeah, they have a new customer. I just can't decide how I therefore feel about them. I think they'll sell a bucket load of them cars. How much are they going to be, though? Doesn't oh, really matter. Same price as an M3. Yeah. Be 90 grand, won't they? Yeah. By the way, did you see all the sort of slightly mixed reactions for the M3 Touring? Um, There's a lot of chat about I, it on Twitter. I, I think I remember saying this, that it's a little bit overhyped, that car. And I think, actually, it's just an M3 of a boot. You are uh, really digging your own ego today, aren't you? <laughs> That's why I said it. I said it. If you go, 
<laughs> ben, try and find it. I'd said it about six months ago. Time you said, oh, "I think you're fine." No, I, I say a lot of things, and they you, actually do come enjoying true. Yourself today, I am yeah, fully yeah. enjoying myself today. Um, so yeah, that that was it. I, I, I for sure, yeah. M three touring, a lot of hype, all hype, and then it seemed to fall a bit flat when it actually did eventually turn up. It's like people wanted it forever. The car that we the BMW will never make, and then it turned up, and people were like, "Oh yeah, there it is." And I think I think we actually said it on the live event at my work when i said actually people get really excited about it and it won't it, you know and and then yeah and you're so right because the reaction basically was it's just an m3 with a boot yeah yeah well done tony <laughs> uh, it's next on the list actually uh top gear included the m3 talking. i do think it's a very good looking bit yeah of say. course um now this is interesting so number seven of the hyundai ionic 5 N. Oh. So the Ionic 5, obviously super popular. We have spoken about it a little bit before. It's the big, boxy looking. Got one in stock. Oh, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Always bigger than I think. Really big. Really big. Looks great until you see it and then you go, oh, that's huge. You know what it reminds me of as, as a car? No, I know it's completely off topic. It, it reminds me of a Skoda Superb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're just a big estate car, but when you get in them, they're massive. Massive. Really It's famously big. got one of the biggest boots ever. It's just got loads of room Loads in it. of room. Yeah. Did they do a spicy, did they do a VRS Superb? Um, I feel like they didn't. I can't remember. Octavia, but, they did the VRS. Yeah, I don't think they did in a... No. Loads of taxi drivers had them and, okay. and stuff. But we, we had a run where we sold loads of them, estate ones, and they were so good. Yeah. yeah. Huge, Huge in the back. Yeah. If, yeah. if you Google cars with biggest boots, superb is always at yeah. the top of the list. Yeah. Legends. Yeah. And that's what this car reminds me of from a hatchback point of view. Yes, fine. But but I think when you see photos of it, you go, oh, that's a really cool looking thing. And then you see it in the flesh, you're like, oh, it's, ma- it's, it's not it's a hatchback. Big, yeah. It's like an SUV. It's massive. It, it is really big. Yeah. It's not like full focus size. I mean, it's, it's ginormous. Nearly, nearly yeah. Q3 size. Yeah, literally. Um, Weirdly, did you see the Hyundai Ionic 6, the sort of slopey one, the kind of saloony one? We, we, we saw that at the LA Motor Show. Did you really? walk? Yeah, I mean, I did, yeah. You walked past it. Really? It was there, yeah. It's a good looking car, that one. I like that. Yeah. People are a bit weird about it. It was very sort of. It's very sleepy. sleek. Yes, yeah, sleek yeah. and sloopy. Yeah. Um, but a little, yeah. little bit like a, like, um, a Passat CC. Nice and oh, slow. Passat <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or the Arteon. The, the Arteon, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah. little bit, little bit oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Passat CC. You're yeah. not wanting. What a blast from the past. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, we got distracted. Ionic 5, it's proved to be hugely popular and actually one of the best EVs on the market. People Correct. People get them, absolutely adore them. Yeah. Supposedly, this is going to get, it's going to get the end treatment. So the the hardcore sort of fruity treatment from Hyundai, which will be fascinating, will be super interesting. I've only, you know, I drove the AMG EQS. Taycan, we know, is obviously from standard quite sporty. So it'll be cool to see what Hyundai might do to Ionic 5 to give it that kind of N vibe. Yeah. To theoretically make it a bit more attractive to us sporty people. For me, I just wouldn't have it because it's too big. That's why, that's my yeah. whole thing. Again. I would have the Ionic 6. Fair. Because I just prefer the size and the looks. Ionic 5 is just a bit too... Just bigger than the Ionic 5, the Ionic 6. No, no. Not dimensionally, it's not. Really? Yeah. yeah. It looks bigger. Watch the Johnny Smith video, the late break show. It literally puts them side by side. It's much smaller. Really? Mm -hmm. It looks bigger. It's probably because it's slopey and low. Yeah, but the roof line's lower, everything. Yeah, I know the roof line is lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks longer because it's probably... I think the wheelbase is identical. Right. I think the wheelbase is identical. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really interesting. 
Number eight, all the Le Mans cars. That's on Topco's list. It just says all the Le Mans cars. And then they're not wrong because this year, and actually let's just talk about this for two seconds. It feels like all the manufacturers are coming back to fuel combustion engine <laughs> racing. So I did. I posted this on Instagram the other day. At Le Mans, or in World Endurance Championship, this is there. BMW, Porsche, Cadillac, Lamborghini, Peugeot, Ferrari, Toyota, etc. They all left three years ago. In Formula One, Ford, Honda are still on the list for 2026. Ferrari's, we know, Audi coming in. Porsche. Uh, no, Porsche. No, 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 it's not happening now. It seems like they bailed, yeah. Right. Because Red Bull went with Ford instead. Right. right. So, it's very interesting. Porsche. Sorry? They'll buy a team, Porsche and F1. Yeah, I think that's probably what they wanted to do. Yeah. And Red Bull probably said, oh, we, we want to keep the control. I wonder if they'll go and buy Alfa Tauri. Mm. Potentially. Um, anyway, uh, so, what was I saying? Yes, in an, in an era when we're all being told EVs the future, uh, manufacturers are going. You no, know no what? we didn't say that. No, no. When we're being told. Oh, we're being told. Yeah. When we're being told EVs the future, um, manufacturers are saying actually the R and D we want to do, or the the motorsport that we think is most relevant to future road cars, is actually WEC and F one, and that's what they've all said. Ford, Toyota, BMW, Cadillac, all of these teams have said we're going into this racing series because we think it will help us develop future road cars. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, why do these big manufacturers spend so much money in motorsport? Of course, it's marketing. Win on Sunday, sell on Monday. But also, genuinely, at this level, R&D does trickle down Absolutely. into road cars. Yeah. Just development of carbon fibre, let alone the engines. And as we know, from 2026, um, with sustainable fuels and uh, low combu- low cylinder was it low capacity hybrid engines in formula one wc doing a similar thing this is what they were saying actually this is what we want to be developing well all, all the cars that we all like all the supercars and sports cars that we all like all come from motorsports mate yeah 100%. you know the the, the the black series it has got f1 stuff the the pista alfa romeo gta gt2 rs yeah. Uh, the Lamborghini Alfa Romeo, Romeo Julia GTA. Not interested. I, I heard you. I just kept talking. <laughs> I know. Because it's not a supercar. It's a stupid car. <laughs> That's why you like it. But mm. yeah, all, all the all the current supercars, the big Larry supercars that we all like and love, has all come from motorsport. Yeah. Every single one of them. 100% they take, they take learnings from the motorsport yeah. team. So um, I think it's fascinating. I think it's super exciting for us. And I think it makes sense. And, you know, sustainable fuel is something that we are very passionate about here on this podcast that we're going to be doing a lot more around this year um, and looking at, but also the development of, yeah, really clever hybrid engines yeah. to make enthusiast cars clean or green yeah, um, and viable for a future where we're all trying to reduce our global emissions. So yeah, I, I can't wait to see Le Mans this year. I haven't been excited about Le Mans probably for about 20 years, but I'm generally kind of, I'm going to tune in if I'm not there and oh, I, can, I just cannot wait. Can you imagine driving one? I mean, driving one of them. Le Mans cars. Insane. Oh, mate. Insane. I don't think I would be able, like, <laughs> as in I would be able to slowly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm not going to jump in that. Slicks and wings, like that is all the, da- like, yeah, it's, like, it's not too dissimilar to an F1 car, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's big crap. It's bonkers. Uh, number nine on the list, BMW M2, which yeah. you've got coming. Yeah. Um, Archie was getting all cocky yesterday, saying he's got the first one in the UK coming. Well, he might well have. Try well, and beat him. I mean, try and get uh, your or, or Also, Archie's known to 
tell lies. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Archie. Um, yeah, M2 coming that, of course. Yeah, we're all very excited by the M2, I think, just to see what that's going to be about. Now, oh, number, no. number 10 on the list. Please. Lotus Amira four-cylinder, the, sort of, the AMG engine. Oh, that's the one to buy. Now, I went to collect the Ines Grenadier from Millbrook, the proving ground, the testing facility that many manufacturers use to test new cars. Yeah, yeah. I saw this. Brilliant. Because um, uh, I saw an Amira lapping around. I was like, why would there be an Amira out here? And I went, oh, maybe it's the AMG one. And it cruised past and it did that, fa- that you know. That pop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm hoping this is coming because I kind of thought it all gone a bit quiet. You know, with the delays that Amira had in the last year um, and the fact that V6s are slowly just trickling out, there's just been a, l- a lack of chat around the four-cylinder. But we've long said that this could be the one with the auto box and the four-cylinder, that could be a and real cheap, And cheaper. Yeah, that could be a real, I think real that'll be car. the car. To, I mean, I, 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 won't, I won't rush out and buy an Amira anytime soon. Cause I, but it's like a mid-engine A45. Yeah. Great. Yeah. In a pretty body. Yeah. What a car. Is it, is it, is it A45 or A35? What, what power is it? It's A45. It's like the full whack, the 420 four, horsepower. Yeah, 416 horsepower. I mean, that, that, that will be genuinely faster than the V6, that car. With the proper gearbox, you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it'd be faster. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be amazing. And cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Well, we hope. I wouldn't get too carried away about the cheaper thing. Really? Yeah. Like, according to who? Well, according to everyone, it's going to be the cheaper... I mean, why would they make it more expensive? Oh, please, mate. Don't blow my bubble. Well, I, my I, bubble. I'm... The world has changed, obviously, since then. Oh, no, then. it's going to be more. It can't be 100 grand. I mean, that is a... Proper pile of poo if that's a hundred grand that car. No, 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 it's not gonna be a hundred grand. But here well, we the go. Other this one's the other one will be from seventy two. It's more. <laughs> oh no, no, they've got it. Well, I thought it was gonna be the cheaper um, one. That was and that was last year's pricing. Oh no. It's gonna be eighty odd grand that car. Well, yeah, so the V six is this was last year. This is an article from last year. The four cylinder seventy two grand and the V six was seventy six grand. The thing is, I think where they were arguing <laughs> is the output, the power output. I think maybe they haven't agreed on the final output. I think Merck maybe don't want them to have the full 420 horsepower. Well, uh, uh, as well, I think Lotus probably don't want them to have the full 420 because it would definitely be faster than the V6 one. So let's one. see, um, Amira Cause it's a MG. Toyota power. Canvey engine or whatever they call it, that V6 Toyota um, engine. Mid-engine, Amira, okay, here we go. So they're saying 400 horsepower here, I think. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, What's the V6? Oh, no. Okay, so the original press release said 360 for the AMG engine. Right. And then, obviously, 400 for the V6. Right, okay. Yeah, so it can't be 400. No, no, because, yeah. It'll still be just as fast, because it won't be as lazy, that engine, and it'll have a double clutch. So then here's another article saying that it's going to be 60 grand for the AMG. Lotus, can you get in touch? And let, I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll just text. <laughs> I let's see what, I'll text them now. I, I I was always under the impression that that car was going to be loads more affordable than the V6. That's what I thought. And actually, I I think your man from Lotus actually told me that when he was spouting about it. I'm almost sure he said that. Um, what's What's official latest pricing for AMG Amira? Let's see oh, if we get please. back to us. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, number 11, <laughs> Alfa Romeo 8C supercar, 6C supercar. Now, 
I know something about this. What is that? Uh, Top Gear is saying that they've heard rumours that Alfa Romeo is going to do its own version of the MC20. Right. So they're going to get hold of the MC20 and redo it, and it's going to be an Alfa supercar. Uh, it's something a bit more special than that. It's a it's a sort of a heritage car. So you know, like heritage to what? Alfa Romeo's heritage, you poo. Right. Uh, one of the well, greatest like, heritages in the like, world, like the GTA heritage. Or no, that. you know, you know Alfa's heritage back in like the fifties, like some of the greatest. It's historic. Who cares? Let's oh. talk about it now. Why, why get out, mate. How, get out. How, get out. How are they by... I mean, Have you no, ever heard of a Tipo 33? No, 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 not interested. Does it work? Anyway, basically, this is going to be like a Daytona SP3 or a Monza SP3. It's, gonna, it's not going to be an everyday car, I think. This is going to be a special collector's car. Big money. I think it'll be all the money. What, a million quid? No, but probably... Half? 350. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, and essentially a rebodied, redone MC20. I'm pretty sure. So that's be a, just be a fast Julia. No, MC20, mate, Maserati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Audi A6 e-tron. Oh, do we got to talk about this? No. Good. So then we can move on to the Fiat Panda EV. Which oh, I'm look so at that! Here for. <laughs> I'm so here for. Oh, I'm gonna get one. Of um, so this is that's actually a concept car. Tony's looking at a picture of a concept car from 2019, but we're assuming that the panda is going to look bloody fairly, brilliant, fairly similar. <laughs> yeah. And if you think about what was the um, Renault, remember they they did that? What's coming? The Renault Five Turbo EV yeah. thing. So if you think about what is they did, yeah, yeah, that's coming any day right. now. But if Fiat copied that with the Panda, create a like the VW ID Buzz thing. ID like Buzz, yeah. An electric-looking throwback. You know, they're so seven, therefore. you know they're 70 grand, them ID Buzz things. That's a joke, isn't it? That is a full-on yeah. piss take. But hold on a sec, because you're suddenly getting excited about a new version, EV version of a heritage panda, but you don't care about Alfa Romeo, some of the greatest automotive and racing history... From yesterday, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly. I just like look at that little thing. I mean, that's just the funniest little thing I've ever seen. I don't <laughs> care cool. whether it's EV or not. If that had a petrol engine, I'd be just as excited. Yeah, yeah fellow, it does look very cool. It's yeah. a concept car. They always yeah, yeah. Um, Lamborghini's next V12 hybrid supercar. Yeah, yeah for sure. We'll wait the last one off because it was so bad. Um, a, a a spicy MC20. That one car of the year, not the spicy one, but that thing. MC20, the standard MC20. One car of the year. Evo car of the year. We never really pulled that up, did we? We did a bit. Did we, we did a bit, yeah. We right. did talk about it on our on our on one of our first shows back this year. Right. Yeah, I still <laughs> struggle with that. And actually, when I, ha when I found out about that Alfa Romeo project, this 6C slash heritage car, I, initially I was like, ah! and then they said, oh, it's going to be based on MC20. I was like, oh, don't get it. A bit you died inside. It literally killed me. <laughs> I was like, what a bloody disaster. Um, I just, yeah, I don't vibe uh, with that car. I'm excited by so many other Maserati things except the MC20. Yeah. I, I really like the Gracal, Gracale, whatever it is, the little baby SUV that we spoke about with Paul. I really like the idea of the new Gran Turismo, the electric and the powerful one. So, But just the MC20 leaves me feeling a bit dead inside. I just want Alfa Romeo to make a new Julia Quadrifoglio that will compete with the new M3 and the new Merc. Yeah. With a proper interior. Proper and, bits. Yeah, that's all I care about, Alfa Romeo. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Going to skip past that. Number <laughs> 17. <laughs> oh, no. It's our uh, favourite car. <laughs> number 16 is the Gordon Murray T33 Spider. Yeah. 
Number 17, McLaren Artura Spider. We're expecting that, aren't we? That'll be four years down the line. There's the cope here, yeah? <laughs> Where's the cope? You Is that coming? <laughs> it's supposed to be here, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I mean, have they, have they I, forgot? I, I, they I've haven't even no, released I'm, the coupe yet. Got no, no spiders here. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, number 18, Pagani Utopia. No, not interested. No, you know what? I am, actually. Oh. I am, because it's Pagani. And whilst <sighs> they tend to be shed builds... Like, and this car is a bit hit and miss looks wise. If I saw one on the road, if I was driving, someone came past or Pagani could I said, would you like to come and drive one? My heart would beat a hundred miles an hour and I'd be like, oh my God, yes. Like it's but a Pagani. You, but what do you think when someone drives past the road, drives past you in, in a Huayra? I'm like, wow. No, you're not. Man, I am. You it's hate a the Huayra. But if I see one, I'm still like, wow, it's a Huayra. No, you're not. Mate, I 1 million percent go, wow, Huayra. I don't... If I was literally just driving down the road and a Huayra came around the corner, I'd be like, Sick. I've been with you when a Huayra has come past and you've <laughs> yeah. and you said to me, <laughs> little He's dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you said. Can't get a Ferrari. That's what you said to me. <laughs> that, that would have been a Koenigsegg. You just got confused. But he's lying. He's literally lying. <laughs> I don't like the Huayra, but I would still be, love to see one or be around one. Or And if someone said, do you want to drive one? one would, well, I would. I still have never driven a oh, Zondo. Oh, he'd be in a I mean, they don't go in a straight line, them things. No, they do go in a straight line. What, the Huayras? Yeah. But I, I thought they got all that power. They just piss off into a tree. Why but, would they piss off into uh, a tree? Well, I think mean, they're pretty dangerous. But, uh, they're quite powerful, mate. Yeah. You well, are, I, mean, you I, can't, I can I, handle power. Oh, <laughs> Um, so yeah Utopia I'm intrigued I I I'll be excited to see one in the flesh for the first time I'd love to experience one in some shape or form it's a Pagani I can't knock a Pagani I always say Pagani no I I don't don't, don't, don't. this is up your street number 19 the SF90 version speciale yeah so fairly confirmed that this is coming Um, a pista a speciale version a competizione version of the SF90, which suddenly makes all the Assetto Fiorano SF90 owners look a bit silly. Um, but yeah, I mean, this will theoretically be insane. Could it make that car suddenly a bit more engaging and interactive and exciting, potentially? You, you mean, could it make it Ferrari again? Yeah, I hope so. Well, if it's still got that front end, there isn't anything Ferrari can do about that. So unless they put the motors in the back and it's 1,200 horsepower at the rear wheels, which I doubt, then it 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 will still be, it will just be a harder, more uncomfortable version of the SF90. Because what, what could... But would I, you say your Pista is a harder, more uncomfortable version of a GTB? Yeah, 100%. Mm. It's definitely harder. Yeah, I, I think it's got potential that, that. I, I, would, I would be excited to get behind the wheel of that and go, I, I think it would make it more exciting. On a slow speed occasion, I think it could feel a bit more. Well, I'll tell you the difference between the GTB and the, and the Pista. What makes the Pista more special is because you can hear all the stones. It's exactly. a little bit noisier in the cabin. Feel it's, like you're in a race car. Yeah, you feel more. You feel more connected to the car. So let let's hope they have done that to that car because I'll buy one if it. If it's a heightened experience, we'll be all over it. Yeah, because I really like the normal one. Um, it's going to be 600 grand that car by the way easy yeah 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 easy yeah that's too much money sod that 
the new Ford Mustang Dark Horse, which we saw in LA, which I really like the look of. Uh, you know, I've long been fan of a Mustang. Not interested. You didn't think it looked good when we saw it on the stand? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, that bit yeah. with the dark windows that yeah, we couldn't see inside. Couldn't see it. It because cool. they were embarrassed about the interior being the same as the old one that looks about 20 years old. Sure. Yeah, that Mustang that we were Didn't in. we see a new interior? Didn't we go look in the convertible and it had a new interior? Because yeah, you said exactly this. You went, oh, but it's got the same interior. Yeah, but it wasn't went, oh, that... No, it's all new. But it wasn't that special, mate. That's no, but it's a Mustang. It's not a bloody Lamborghini. It's, it's a hundred odd grand. Who said that? It will be. A Mustang? Well, mate, I, there's no way it's going to be a hundred grand. Excuse me. How much is that Shelby thing? You can't get that in the UK. What's the most expensive Mustang in this country? Like 58 grand or something? Yeah. But is that coming to this country? I'm sure, yeah. Right, so how much is the Shelby in America? $80,000. Hold on a second. So it's going to be 100 you've, grand, you've, that you've car. Got, no, no, you've got, you're all over the place. What are you on Am about? I? <laughs> Hold on a second. Arrives with 500 horsepower, blah, 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 blah. So I have to do research on the fly. Oh! Classic <laughs> behind glass podcast. I'll put him right in it. Yeah, yeah, so here we go. New Mustang, dark horse face. So this is going to be US pricing, which never quite translates. Oops, we don't get them. Um, new Ford Mustang. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get there. Where is it? Come on, Carwell. Help me out. Carwell, Here eh? we go. New Mustang prices. In the US, the 2.3 litre EcoBoost Mustang will set you back just under $29,000, while a oh. V8 GT is just a smidgen under $40,000. Expect the new Mustang to add a few thousand dollars to each of those prices. Dark Horse, we don't know. But, mate, it, it, it's not going to be 100 grand, that Dark Horse. Sure, like, no. But what is it then? Here we go. 2024 Ford Mustang Dark Horse expected with a price of $50,000. But what is it then? It's a 500 horsepower V8 Mustang. It's not the it's not Shelby, mate. Well, the Shelby version will be $100,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then it was that 70 grand. No. It's what in today's money is about 100,000 quid. Yeah, so there's no no official pricing confirmed. That's super annoying. Um but yeah, no, I think I think you're wrong. It's a pile of poo, mate. Here we go. Dark Horse Mustang will start at fifty-eight thousand dollars. Right, so about fifty-five thousand quid. Exactly. About so fifty-three thousand quid. You expected. Ridiculous for you to but go and slag off that car with no knowledge or understanding. Classic Tony. But that's jumping in with two feet, totally uneducated. But that's start, and that's not the Larry one. No, that's just a normal two point three. No, it's not the 2.3. That's the, the V8. V8. It's just a it's normal... It's the 500-horsepower V8. V8, 500-horsepower pile of poo. Talking of pile Discussion of poo, next on the list line. is the Tesla Cybertruck. If that ever actually hits the road, it will be a catastrophe. It looks like it's on the moon there. Uh, Aston Martin Valkyrie. Does that work now? Lol. <laughs> really? Surely that should be Valhalla by now, shouldn't it? Oh, no. But, but, have they delivered all the Valkyries then? I don't know, but I thought <laughs> they delivered some. Like, and then I saw that a whole lot of journalists went and drove the uh, AMR Pro version in Dubai or somewhere this week. Right. Like Chris Harris was there. Johnny Lieberman's out there at the minute. I think Matt Watson went and drove. Anyway, so there's a whole lot of people driving that. Is that so, cool? Well, yes. It's um, Come on, the Valkyrie's cool. Yeah. The Valkyrie's unbelievably cool. Way more cool than the Merc. Oh, a million times <laughs> To cooler. look at. And yeah. sounds the bit like, I love everything about Valkyrie. They don't work. But I'm just not sure, like, is it, like, will it actually ever be a thing? I, Joe McCarry had one come in. Yeah. That's cool. Of course. Why are we, why are we disheartened by this? Well, we don't know anyone's got one. And it's dragged out a bit, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
It's old news. And that's what I mean, like Valhalla. What, do you remember the Vanquish concept? Well, do you remember when they did the three cars, Valkyrie, Valhalla and Vanquish at the Geneva Motor Show? Yeah. It must have been about 2015. Yeah. Where are all those cars? Where are they all? Yeah. And, and, and Mr. Palmer stood there for three quarters of an hour talking about how good they were. He's lost his job and they ain't built the cars. You know what I'm excited to see is the Fernando Alonso edition Valkyrie. Because we know that's coming, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Um, any other cars that you can think of or know about coming this year? Coming this year? I'll tell you one. Go on. Roma Spider. Oh, yeah. That is, interesting. That, that is genuinely coming, yeah. that car. Yeah. Yeah. So the Portofino replacement could be a soft top, which would it be a is disaster. It's 100% going to be a soft top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I've got one. Go on. I don't know if it would be definitely be this year, but I think it will be. The 812 replacement. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Now, Ferrari are being very, very tight-lipped about that car, but I'm fairly sure something's going on because they won't let you in the V12 factory bit at the moment. That happens a lot, though. Yeah, but they're up to no good, mate. Yeah, but then also there's so much chat about LaFerrari replacement Yeah, that might be another and, one. And... and, and um, Something with Daytona SP3s and like there's a lot of chat at the moment about and they, just, they often close off to think there's not anything that I exciting. just love that brand. Yeah. I know you do. It's so good it's the so way exciting. they behave. Mm. I think I've worked something out that I, I do. I adore Ferrari. But if I won the Euro Millions, I would buy all the Ferraris, all the Ferraris from the 60s and some of them the 70s. A load from the 90s and the noughties. And I think I would kind of stop around 2010. Whilst with Porsche, I would essentially buy all of them from the 90s forward. So I think I like old Ferraris and new Porsches. Just, I don't know why I've said that, but I'm just telling you that's what I think I figured out. Fair. Anyway, that is, or those are the cars that Top Gear are most excited about for 2023, but also that we are and a few of the other ones that we had not thought of. Let us know. Um, let us know which cars, yeah, maybe you're waiting for or excited about. Maybe some cars that you've got on order that we have forgotten um, because there are quite a few exciting things coming uh, down the pipeline this year and there'll be a whole lot of things unveiled that we don't know about just yet. So, um, yeah, put, put in the comment section. Ah, the new BMW iX1. New BMW iX1. Yeah, well, the X1 in general. Yeah. Yeah, super look, good-looking thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, really. that's coming. That is coming. Um, we will be back with you for another episode, another live stream next week. Thank you so much to all of you who've been joining us live over on Recast. Um, is it next week? At some point, Paul and I are back with another episode of After Checkered Flag, talking about all the new F1 team livery reveals. Um, if you want to follow Tony in the meantime, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Uh, on Sunday, my Ineos Grenadier video goes live on the main channel. And yes, next week, I'll be getting behind the wheel of the Aventador Ultimae. Or Ultimae. <laughs> That's going to be an experience. Um, so yeah, we'll catch up with you next week to chat about everything going on in the car world. See you then. Bye-bye. See ya.